previously on Trust Me, I'm an Adventurer. Pandora, there's something telling me that we have to go inside the spire. Do we go up? I think we need to. <sighs> okay, let's go. Let's head up. Let's go up. I think we pass a floor that has uh, windows or like what would be windows. Like for all intents and purposes, it, it looks like a window, but you can't see out of it. It's almost just like blackness on the other side. As you come up these stairs, you see those windows again. If you're thinking about someplace and you look through these windows, you can see it. Describe an additional magical effect in addition to the first one that you wanted. Aside from conjuring the bits of glass, it also conjured several small hand mirrors. He knows what these things are and he can use them to his advantage. He conjures up images in them that you can see as well. It's a spot where a couple of these creatures are. They see the window appear. They they both look up and they both start walking towards it. And it looks like they're going to come through as well. about the 10th floor of the the central spire you guys had just found how to work the the windows that look out over random scenes you thought about jenkins a room appeared something saw you crawled through the window and geldor you managed to uh help him summon up a couple others they've all managed to crawl out of their their respective little windows and they're all standing here looking at you. What do the two of you do? Um, I nervously uh, look at Pindor. Uh, what are you looking at me for? Do something. I feel, like, I feel like this is my fault and I'm not sure what to do. This is absolutely your fault! This is absolutely my fault! Um, I would like to attempt to conjure a protection barrier between us that has the potential to simply form a loose pane of glass. Roll pleasant. Hey! Eleven! You you know this backwards and forwards all of a sudden. It all comes together and you whip up a protection spell. And what does that protection spell look like? It's a pulsing blue field that's translucent that puts a clear barrier between us and them. We can communicate through it, but nothing can pass through it. They all approach the barrier. They can see it, obviously. They And they have an odd look to them. They're, they're looking, their heads are moving in kind of jerky 
motions trying to trying to figure out exactly what this is and then one of them the lead i guess you can call him the lead you know he's the one that came through first he reaches over and he taps it and you see it almost looks like something on star trek where they they tap a force field and like a little blue circle is where their finger was and kind of radiates outwards i'll Uh, wave nervously hi who are I'm Galdor. This is Findor. We're investigators. Um, we were just looking at your lovely spire. Oh, God. So, um, how are you? Why have you come? To Geshwis. Geshwis, oh yeah. Oh, um, well, we we came to Geshwis, um, to look for our friend Clockwork Jenkins because he went missing, and that's not like him, and that makes him very unclockwork like, and um. I feel like I'm rambling a little bit. Hi, how are you? You will leave without your friend. Um, see, here's the thing. Um, we kind of already accepted some money to bring him back. So, if you could just let us know if you've seen Clockwork Jenkins, that That'd be really nice, thanks. We could give you a jar of brown stuff. He is ours now. Uh-huh. Is well, that a joke? Because he's clockwork and ours. <laughs> he just kind of stares at him. <laughs> uh, oh, come uh, yeah, I mean, if you could just, if there's like, uh, you know, like an article of clothing, maybe, or like, uh, uh, even jewelry, something we could just take back, that'd be, that'd be great. He cocks his head to one side. He, he very much was not expecting you to give up, uh, or at least sound like it. He turns his head over to one of the other people and confers with them briefly, and one of them disappears back through through one of the windows. Should fit into her. Yeah, what's up? Should I should I should I threaten them with my powerful dark magic if they don't return Clockwork Jenkins to us? I mean, you think that's gonna work? Well, they don't know that I don't have powerful dark magic. I did summon a pretty good force field in front of them. Yeah, well, okay, well, well what's the fake out? What are you going to do? Dark clouds? I, lightning? I could make it rain blood, but there's a chance that it would just be fruit punch. But it would look like blood. They would only know if they opened their mouths. I mean, that's not bad. It's pretty good. I think I'll try. 
Can I can I see can I see where the one like went off? Like, can I tell where where he's headed, where he's going to to sort of like discern if any like rescue action would be viable, or if it's like just off and. So he went back through one of the uh-huh, one of the uh-huh. magic windows. Probably if you if you milled around a little bit and walked around, you could get a, a clearer view of what he yeah. went through. So what would this look like? Would you try and make it not obvious to them what you're doing? Or would you just be I would be probably, you know, talking to to either Geldor or, you know, the the we'll call him the sergeant. Uh, and just sort of, you know, like I'm having the conversation, but I'm going to walk over here while I have a conversation and like, it's all good. I just, you know, we're just chatting that kind of thing. Okay. So let's do this. Let's say, uh, let's roll spout lore. Spout lore is when you consult your accumulated knowledge about something roll plus int. It kind of turns into the GM might ask you, how do you know this? And this would be you've been keeping an eye out as you've been walking through the ruins and then you're doing some reconnaissance right now. So you kind of put it all together and see what you can come up with. Spout lore on a 10 plus the GM will tell you something interesting and useful about the subject relevant to your situation. And on a seven through a nine, I will only tell you something interesting. Okay. It's on you to make it useful. In the meantime, I shall keep them distracted with a small dance. (laughs) as i'm walking because i'm sort of like not totally walking i'm like all right just keep dancing uh, (laughs) how about this josh there's uh there's another basic move called aid or interfere oh geldor sorry oh me there's another basic move called aid or interfere when you help or hinder someone you have a bond with, roll plus bond with them. On a 10 plus, they take plus one or minus two, your choice. On a seven through a nine, you also expose yourself to danger, retribution, or cost. Uh, so if you want, you could say that your, your distracting little dancing is, uh, is trying to aid Findor, and you could give him a plus one. Ooh, let's do that. Yeah. What, what do I roll? Uh, so it's plus bond, which we haven't really defined the bonds between the characters yet. You'll you'll have one bond with with Findor, basically. So just roll plus one. I'll do strength since that is plus one already, and there it speaks to the strength of our bond. Seven. Seven. Okay, so on a seven with an aid take a plus one or a minus two, which I'm kind of assuming you don't want them to do even worse, so you're giving them plus one, but you will expose yourself to danger, retribution, or cost. You can very clearly see that these these things are... They're, they're not entertained. They're like, why are we wasting our time with this, whatever this is, person, is kind of the look that they have. They're not super thrilled at at being called away from whatever. But in that case, uh, that bumps Jason's thing up Who? to a seven Ooh. through a nine. So it bumps, uh, it bumps Fintor up to uh, a seven through a nine on his spout lore. Ooh. So I will tell you something interesting. It's on you to make it useful. What you can see 
out of of all of this is that you can see through the the window that that creature went through and it's brighter there than it is here and the walls also have that same icy kind of look that you've only seen here in the central spire Uh, if it's brighter maybe it's a window to tomorrow they say tomorrow's a brighter day yeah i think that's just an expression i don't think that's you may be right uh and after a moment that creature comes back and it has a hat i don't like that and it comes back through it hands it to uh the lead creature and the creature walks back up to the barrier. This was belonging to your friend. Take it and be gone. Should I? Uh, should, should I? Should I? Should I threaten? Well, now if we tell them that we're gonna leave, and, and maybe they'll like fuck off, and then we can just go find him anyway, huh? I I like that. Gentle creepy pants man. We will accept the hat of the Jenkins. Simply leave it on the floor and depart and we shall take the hat and depart. He drops the hat without any any fanfare and backs away towards the the windows. But he doesn't actually pass through. We will watch you go. I pick up the hat. I take it and pick up my... Okay, cool. Great, great, great. Gildor, how are you letting him get through the barrier? I'm... I essentially have control of it like a curtain. Because I cast it, I'm able to pick it up like a sheet. And then I drop the sheet barrier. Hi. It's back down. You can't get through now, creepy pants man. You pick up his hat, and uh, and what do you do? Um, I'd really like them to go through their windows now. They make me uncomfortable. They don't seem particularly inclined to do anything other than watch you leave. So if if they if they came, if we can shut them out of the window and keep them on this floor, if they're somewhere else in the building. We might be able to make a break for it. Right? I mean, I could I could attempt a spell that would shove them through the windows. You want to block them from the windows, keep them here. Oh. I think I think that's a good idea. I mean there's a good chance that I don't remember the block spell and I will just conjure large blocks. But in the best case scenario, it will block the windows off from any forces, magical or otherwise, from passing through. Worst case scenario, it'll conjure some really fun blocks that they can play with. Okay, you gonna cast another spell? I think I know a spell for that having a second barrier spell up, one of the consequences is that this barrier might come down. It it might. It is like a curtain. And then the curtain would fall. Well, go ahead and roll. 
rolling. Eleven! I know what I'm doing today! Yeah, so uh, what does this blocking spell look like? This one is more of an aggressive blocking spell. It has more of a red aura saying that it's dangerous. But it also resembles a curtain because I like fabric. Uh, and they are are not happy with you. I, rolling that well, I'm going to say that the consequence really doesn't... I, I was going to say if you got like a mixed success, it would come down. And a, a failure would come down kind of spectacularly. Yeah, so you've got two barrier spells up. And they are snarling and angry at you. I smile and give them a little toodaloo wave. And mumble a few words to myself to give myself more of a deep, booming voice. And I tell them, you shall not follow us. Thank you for listening to Trust Me, I'm an Adventurer. Here's a moment to take a few words from our sponsors. Are you a barbarian that wishes to wear the finest in silks and linens? Do you want to slice the heads of your enemies and hear the lamentations of their women, but do so in a style that only you know you're wearing? Then come visit Victoria's Secret. You can be victorious. What you're wearing is a secret. These things, they don't respond. They are just snarling and angry and you can you can feel that there's some magic charging up in all, all right. of them. I think we should move quick then, Dor. What you guys do? We should go. We should go. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's head further up and see if we can find clockwork. That's a great idea. Let's do this quickly. So you're headed up to the next floor? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. So I'm kind of assuming that you don't really have you're not really taking any time to investigate things, so we're not going to find any any new cool things on the walls or on the floor or anything else. I think we're trying to move quickly. So you go up, yeah. So, uh, so you go up a floor, two floors, three floors. You're getting very close to the top of this thing, and you can still hear snarling from down below. You know, you don't know offhand if there are any other ways up and around these things, but it still sounds like they're, they're some distance below you. Uh, and eventually you reach the very top ring of the tower. This is what you, what you saw, Findor, in your, when you look through the window. So this is, this looks almost like a lab mixed with a wizard's study. There is just, you know, it almost looks like an alchemist's lab more than anything uh there are some tools and some mechanical things that you don't have any idea what they are it looks old but clearly has been uh work has been done recently to to revive it so there are parts of it that look old and ruined and and slowly decaying and there are other parts that look like they've been cleaned they've been sorted polished new equipment has been brought in or manufactured and over in the distance, on the, the far side of the ring, you see a person, a small person. And he looks to be tied up in some, some contraption that you can't really 
you can't identify from this distance. I'd like to I... approach. Me too. So we haven't really defined what gnomes are like in this world. I kind of threw out there in one of the one of the moments that he was a gnome. You know, he doesn't have to be the standard D&D little guy that tinkers around with stuff in in a magic world kind of kind of gnome. So what uh what are gnomes like? They all resemble Macaulay Culkin in Gnome Alone. <laughs> Uh, uh, they they frequently have the expression as if they're putting their hands on their cheeks. <laughs> Not what I was expecting. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you you find this this small small person with with bright blonde hair and extremely youthful features. And he is hooked up into this thing, and he looks very hooked up into it. You know, he really looks as if he's been... Like, he hasn't had a good couple of weeks since he's been missing. Uh, There's some some things on his head, there are some magical symbols painted on him, and he looks very out of it. Hi, clockwork. It's Galdor and Findor. How you doing, buddy? He moves a little bit. He it looks like someone who's trying very hard not to wake up. He doesn't make any any sound or anything. He he moves as you talk, so you, you at least get the impression that he hears you. Well, this is unsettling. Can I? I want to see if I can fiddle with the machine and and unhook our gnomish friend. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't seem very like he's not you know, chained into this. He's just restrained so he can't get away. The things that are connected to him and everything, they come off fairly easily and don't seem to be leaving too awful much of a mark, but he is very out of it. And even once you have this stuff off him, he doesn't he doesn't really respond all that well. Well we have to get this gnome some medical attention. We do. Uh I wanna pick him up. Just gonna pick him up. Like a baby. <laughs> Just like <laughs> Kevin, and you know, like when you like pick up a like a a baby or a small dog, you like cradle them in your arms and you put your your hand on the chest and you're like, "Hey, little buddy, buddy, buddy." Uh, <laughs> gonna be something like that. <laughs> So I'm like, oh. hey, little guy, we're going to get you out of here. It's okay, clockwork. It's okay. Uh, I look at Geldor, and I'm like, Geldor, how the fuck do we get out of here? Geldor, how do we get out of here? Uh, 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 I think we have to go down the way we came, which is going to be passing in front of those creepy dudes. Ooh. Okay, all right. They're pinned in. If we're quick and you can keep the barriers out, we can make it. I think I can. Let's move as quickly as possible to get down the spire. Oh, my God. All right. You've got 15 floors that you're going to have to go down. 
Oh, that's so many floors. <laughs> that's a lot of floors. That's a lot of floors. Okay, let's get moving. Yeah, you, you hurry down the floors, and you're now at the floor directly above those creatures, who you can still hear. You've been able to hear the entire time, snarling and just extremely unhappy, trying to figure out how to get away. I don't like the noises they make. So what do you do? Uh, I'd like to move past them as quickly as possible. Mm, yeah. And avoid them. Okay, so you're just gonna head down the steps and, and just try and go and down as, as quickly as you can? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I guess. Yep. Yep. So I'm going to say, why don't both of you roll Defy Danger decks? No! <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Okay. And I got a six! <laughs> Ten. Ooh. Findor, you sprint down the steps and you go. You know, you're just like, nope, nope, I am not doing any of this. And you can hear them snarl behind you as they see you come into view. And you are down the steps. You are sprinting as fast as you can across the the section of, of floor. And you hear a sound behind you that is Geldor stumbling and falling. <laughs> I don't know why that's my stumbling and falling. <laughs> and Geldor, you feel as you land that this has broken your concentration enough that at least one of your barriers is dropped. Oh, shit. I, I yell back, keep running, and I keep running. I go, I don't stop. <laughs> don't stop! Go! I would like to attempt to get back up and keep running, please. <laughs> I mean, hopefully it's... Uh... So, you hear... <laughs> it, it is not. It, it is the barrier yeah, that, that kept them away from you guys. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, so Geller, you feel as you're you're getting back on your feet. You you have that that little tickle in the back of your head. You know that there's some uh, some magic welling up behind you you can kind of pick it out of, of the way the magic is moving around you. You know there is about to be some kind of, some magical blast, some kind of you know, magic missile oh, headed towards you. Um, What do you do? I would like to... Uh, what? Oh. Oh. By the way, mark yourself a point of experience. Um, I would Before like I to... Well, I've been having luck so far. I would like to attempt to put a personal protection spell around myself. It would essentially be a bubble. It does have the potential okay. to fail and simply cast a bunch of really pretty bubbles around me. Okay, and I would say that uh, 
the consequence for this if you well the risk would be that if you if you don't do this successfully it will probably trip you up and probably. expose you to their next their next action so yeah go ahead and roll uh plus int yep eight that's not terrible it is not terrible i'm not terrible on a seven through a nine I will tell you of a secondary magical effect you cause as you use details of how to cast other spells to fill the gaps in your memory. What you did was you you remembered your blocking spell, and you weren't 100% certain how to make something mobile that also is going to block out some magic. So just like if you wanted to reinforce some armor, you might add in another layer of, of metal. You... You don't make any metal in your protective barrier, but it is opaque. So you can move. You know, you can use this to uh, protect yourself as you get away, but you can't see forward. Um, Fendor, I need help. Uh, uh, I stop and I turn around, and and I see what's happening, and I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to just call out the directions. So <laughs> I'm like. No, no, a little left. No, a little more left. All right, keep coming. Uh, as if he's parallel parking. Uh, or what have you. Findor, why don't you roll, uh, why don't you roll aid? So, again, we haven't really set up the bonds yet, but you'll have one bond. So, why don't you roll plus one? Uh, uh what am I rolling? You're going to roll aid. So, roll, uh, plus one. Five. Ooh. Um. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh. So, <coughs> Geldor. So you don't have any assistance in your your getting to the stairs, and uh... this is gonna be like. Like one of those giant balls that somebody's in. I'm just gonna be in a rolling ball going down the stairs. I'm like, I'm just like a magical hamster. <laughs> so why don't you roll uh, Defy Danger Int to see if you can uh, get to the stairs with your vision, Cloudy? Come on, click seven. I can't see where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On a seven through a nine, you stumble, hesitate, or flinch, and that seems incredibly likely in this situation. <laughs> and I will offer you a worse outcome, a hard bargain, or an ugly choice. <laughs> Man. Um I've done pretty well so far. I can't complain too much. All right, so I am going to give you this ugly choice. You go barreling down the stairs. So uh, on a seven through nine, it is a mixed success. So you do achieve your goal. You just have something that goes with it. And this protective barrier is still with you. And I am going to give you the option as you come stumbling down it, you either fall as you're going down the steps and do a point of harm to yourself or you and the barrier crash into Findor and do a point of harm to him. I'll take the harm. Okay. 
do you leave the barrier up at this point, or do you just let it go? I think I'll take it down. Okay. It would be really entertaining to do this <laughs> ten times. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I mean, I kind of want to, but no. Um, I'd like to attempt to cast something in between us to block us. Uh, I do know a spell that could potentially uh, crumble the stairs behind us. There is an equal chance that I don't remember it properly, and it could simply turn the stairs into a lovely blueberry crumble. All right, so I'm going to say that the uh, the risk here is that um, <laughs> uh, so the the consequence is that these things will get closer to you. You know, you're gonna have to stop and cast a spell. That'll give them time to you know to close. Please the gap don't tell bit. me it'll be underdone. And the risk is going to just be that. You know, if you if you roll badly on this, they're going to get into uh, at least into magical striking distance. I don't like the sound of that. While he's doing that, I would like to take Jenkins' hat and affix it on his head so that when he comes to, he is not concerned about the whereabouts of his hat. I think that is an excellent idea. So go ahead and roll plus in. I shall. Ah! <laughs> On a six or less, describe an additional magical effect in addition to the first one you wanted. You will achieve both, and I will tell you how terribly wrong it all goes. That means I have unfortunately also conjured angry ducks. So, you cast the spell. You try to crumble the steps. You hear crumbling all around you. This is you. You've managed to crumble the steps that the monsters were coming down, but you also clearly have crumbled some other things. At the same time, your magic kind of arcs out of control just a little bit and hits. You've you've come out on one of the floors that has more of those magical mirrors or those magical windows. It arcs out. It hits one of them. It statics a little bit and opens up onto a forest scene. There is some kind of fight going on there at that moment. And all of a sudden, something happens there. There is a magical blast propelled completely accidentally, it looks like, through the window. And into your immediate area are two two creatures that look kind of human and kind of duck-like. And they're both armed with short little swords and little buckler shields. And they've got some armor. They look around very, very confused. And, uh, yeah, so that's your spell. What do you do? Um, I, I'd like to attempt to keep running down the stairs and stumbling away. So, unfortunately, as you get to the stairs going down, you realize that that is what the other crumbling noise was. Um, want to dive through the window, Findor? Uh, that seems like a great idea.
The only thing I have scheduled is eating 17 bananas consecutively. <laughs>